Have you been looking for a way to stay focused on your goals and grow your MSP? Accountability groups from Rocket MSP can help. We offer weekly accountability sessions that meet online with a group of your peers. Your success begins with accountability. Go to www.rocketmsp.io to join your accountability group today. All right, so let's start over. I'm going to mute all in just a second. Sorry, everybody that's watching. Um, we had technical difficulties, and this is the second webinar in a row. And uh, <clears throat> Crowdcast is not going to let this happen again, or else Crowdcast is no longer going to be a provider. And that's the nicest thing I can say about that right now. All right. I just did a mute all. Uh, Steve and Travis, you guys have the ability to unmute yourselves. Um, yep, there we go. All right, so uh, I'm going to start over because <laughs> holy cow, has has this been a bit of a nightmare, and I am very sorry for that. Okay, so hi, everyone. I'm Steve with MSP Webinars. Um, I'm excited to be joined today by Steve and Travis from Sophos. Steve, Travis, I'm so sorry about the, the technical difficulties. Uh, you guys got into the room just fine. It was me that I couldn't get in the darn room and on Tuesday it was the other way around so no worries at all um, so just a, a few quick announcements uh, this is still being streamed over to Crowdcast even though we're using Zoom and a, and a bit of a pickle if you will um, so I'm going to keep an eye on um, on the question section of Crowdcast I'll also keep an eye on the YouTube feed and we don't have it on uh, Facebook today because yay issues. So I'm sorry about that to everyone. <laughs> um, so a couple of uh, couple of things. Um, one, new website. Uh, after the webinar, you should go check it out. It is super awesome. Uh, big thank you to Pronto Marketing for, for building a custom website for me. Um, Two, uh, again, keep an eye on the Q&A section. Feel free to vote on questions. Uh, Travis and Steve, if you want me to uh, do any poll questions, feel free to let me know, you know what you're looking for. I am going to, to put a couple up myself. And uh, I can't think of anything else. We're, we're going to turn this thing around and have an awesome webinar. Uh, Travis, I believe I'm, uh, I'm going to pass it over to you first. Oh, actually, I think you're going to head it over to Steve Weber first. I'm going to pass it over to Steve first. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Thanks, Steve. Um, so, yeah, I'll take this uh, and we'll get this started here. Um, so what we're going to be talking about today is uh, kind of the next generation protection uh, offered here at Sophos. A uh, little introduction first. Uh, my name is Steve Weber. I am the uh, global MSP sales engineer here at Sophos. 
uh, specialize in only the MSP program. Uh, history and background on me, I used to be an MSP in a former life. Uh, I ran a company here in Florida uh, where we delivered managed services to our partners. Uh, Sophos was a big part of that uh, during the later part of my years, which is why that transition into here uh, was an easy step. Uh, we also have on the phone uh, Travis Simmons. Travis, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself. Sure, absolutely. So uh, Travis Simmons, so I'm the MSP Channel Account Executive for the Eastern Territory. So um, we have a, a, an overlay type of style offering uh, when it comes to the MSP program where you, you would have your field reps out, out there in your specific territory and then MSP overlay. I am that overlay here in the Eastern part of the country. So anybody essentially in the Eastern time zone, there's another one of me in the central time zone and also the West will cover that uh, as we go along. But I've been with Sophos for uh, roughly six years, actually six years next month and um, seen it come a long way. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, to sharing some stuff with you today and, and hopefully bringing on some more partners. Uh, perfect. Thanks, Travis. All right. So what we're going to look at to start, uh, we're going to kind of go through a little bit of uh, uh, progression here. Uh, we're going to start with uh, who is Sophos, talk a little bit kind of uh, what is next gen uh, and our approach to uh, the next gen space. Uh, go into a little bit of a demo, get into a live environment, show you the, you know, how it actually works in real time. And then we're going to finish up with, uh, you know, the MSP program, uh, go over the details surrounding that and how you would uh, engage Sophos. So as far as who is Sophos, we are, uh, we were founded in 1985. So we're a 32-year-old uh, company. Uh, you can see our billings. Uh, we're about 3,300 employees. Uh, we do have about uh, 100 million uh, users worldwide. Uh, a lot of our uh, analysis and everything comes from our Sophos threat labs, our research labs. These are labs that we have. There's eight of them across the world. Uh, we are a global company headquartered in Abington, UK. And talking about being a global, we do have offices around the world. Uh, so we do have a follow the sun support model, uh, 24 by seven. Our threat labs, our research labs are all around the world as well. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about them here in just a second. Bit of a history and evolution of Sophos. So we started out as a traditional AV company uh, back in uh, 1985. Uh, we've grown since then uh, due through uh, you know, innovation internally and also through acquisition of other products as well, which is why we have that huge breadth of a portfolio that we can offer today. Uh, some of the more notable ones on there uh, that you guys may have known, uh, Astaro uh, was acquired in 2011. Uh, we also acquired CyberRome in 2014, uh, Reflection in 2015, along with Surfrite. Uh, and then our latest acquisition in here was Invincia. Invincia was a leader in the uh, machine learning, deep learning space, neural networking, uh, really taking our products to the next level, adding in additional protections, uh, basically offer a complete comprehensive suite of protections for you. So why do we need all this? Why do we need to keep growing? Why do we need to keep building all these new products in here? So this is really why we're talking about like, what is next gen. So when we start talking next gen here at Sophos, and next gen is a word that gets thrown around uh, quite a bit, uh, we like to define that by what we call synchronized security. Uh, this is the ability for our products, our firewall, uh, our endpoint product to share a security heartbeat, share threat analysis uh, and intelligent information from one product to another. In a traditional environment, your firewall and your endpoint would not talk to each other. 
uh, as you know, the endpoint found something, your traditional firewall would not know what's going on. It would simply wave at that traffic as it's going by. It wouldn't take any automated action. With the synchronized security, what you're gonna see is if the endpoint does get compromised, we can take automatic action on the firewall to block them from getting over to your servers, getting over to, uh, you know, up to the internet. And soon we're gonna have our lateral uh, movement in there as well. So prevent them from talking to any other machines on your network as well, without even having to introduce you know, a NAC or you know, some sort of a switch into the environment. Kind of the reason why we're having to go this route and why uh, you're starting to see this push towards next gen. Uh, if you take a look, you know, way back, we're talking like circa 1992 here. Uh, we're talking like the uh, Melissa, the I love you virus. You know, it was much simpler back then. We had, you know, with 1,500, uh, you know, viruses that were found during the course of the year. Uh, it was very easy for AV companies to go ahead and write a, a signature so we can detect this. Uh, we can detect different variants of that. If you fast forward to today, even uh, with us, you're seeing about 600 million different uh, variants in malware. And this is a lot to do with the fact that everything has become polymorphic and we have this uh, concept of, you know, this uh, malware as a service. So you, you don't even have to be a programmer. You don't have to be somebody who understands uh, you know, how to build malware, how to deliver malware. You can actually sign up as a service to one of these sites uh, and become a bad guy. Uh, and if you get in trouble, they have tech support to tell you what's going wrong with it. So a lot of that is what's really leading this. And most of these attacks are going to be targeted so again, taking a look at kind of the evolution uh, over time of cybercrime in here, you can kind of see how that's going today. Uh, again, it was basically your, uh, you know, your viruses early on. Then we started to get into some uh, commercialization of that. Uh, today, you know, we got the industrialization, you know, the exploit kits, uh, you know, basically where they're trying to make this a business model now. It wasn't, you know, a lot of it was malicious uh, prior in the past. You know, there wasn't a lot of profit to be gained from it. Now we start seeing ransomware, we start seeing crypto locker, uh, we start seeing the crypto jacking where you know, they're not encrypting your machine, but they're going in and using your resources on your machine in order to make money. So again, today this is all about you know, making money for the bad guy, it's inconveniencing you and that's why we're going through and building these next generation of protections on there. Uh, this is kind of just the threat landscape worldwide. This is what our labs is taking in. Uh, you can see on there the advanced malware, uh, the active adversary attacks. If we were actually to take a look at this last year, uh, the ransomware in orange would have actually been about 50% of this pie. Uh, last year was very busy for ransomware. Uh, we saw a huge rise in it. And you're starting to see a, a slow and steady decline in ransomware. You know, the bad guys know that you know, we're getting very good at preventing uh, the ransomware attacks out there. And they're starting to look for other avenues. Crypto jacking is starting to uh, you know, come on the rise and the active adversary attacks is oh, it's also coming on the rise. Active adversary is somebody specifically trying to you know, target you know, one of the weakest points in your system, either through phishing attacks, uh, exploitation, injecting a process in your system. And then you know, maybe that person's not the target of their attack. Maybe that's not where they want to be to get all of the information, but that's a good landing point. From there, we can now do process escalation. We can do privilege escalation on there. Uh, we can now pull out you know, credential theft and you know, leverage a, an admin account for the local box on there and start moving laterally in the environment until we find you know, the payload, what we're actually looking for. At that point, they can steal that data, hold the data ransom, you know, leak the data, whatever they need to do, sell it to a competitor. 
So again, very important to take a look at those as well. Again, this just slide really talks to the fact that we're in that age of a single use malware. This is why that number is so high. Uh, this is our Sophos Labs. We receive uh, in excess of uh, 400,000 pieces of malware and spam each day. And of that, 75% of that is only seen by a single organization. So we don't ever see it again. And again, that's because when they're in these exploit kits, uh, they're in this uh, you know, bad guy as a service model, it generates you know, a code for them specifically for their attack. So there is no signature that we would have known or seen on that. When we take a look at it from InterceptX, so InterceptX is our next generation product. Uh, that's what we're using to take a look for ransomware, look, looking at exploit detection on there, bringing in the machine learning components. And what we're looking at is how do we break the chain? How do we break the chain of getting the bad guys into that system where they want to land? If you look at a traditional AV uh, here in blue, uh, pretty much you have your you know, diskless and your in-memory attacks. Uh, you've got your on-disk attacks. You know, something has to land on there. You know, what we're seeing a lot today is the exploitation of uh, your machines through you know, programs that have not been patched, you know, them using those exploit techniques. Most attacks will have anywhere from two to three different types of exploit techniques involved in a chain. Now, when we're talking exploit techniques, this is not going to be uh, you know, the exploits, so the, the vulnerabilities of your applications. We're not talking about the thousands of different vulnerabilities. We're actually talking about the 26 to 28 known techniques that can be used to compromise those vulnerabilities of those applications. So it's a much smaller pinpoint to look at and when we're looking at the techniques that can be used to compromise versus going in and looking at, you know, trying to patch for every single vulnerable application. So this is some of the chain in here where we can actually see them get in and, you know, break into machine, whether it's a memory corruption on the triggering, which is actually what I'm going to do uh, in the live demo. We're going to present a memory corruption inside of Word, uh, get it to launch PowerShell and compromise the machine. We're going to actually do this a couple of times uh, while reducing our protection on there just to show you the layers. Uh, all the way through, you know, bringing this into maybe it made it on the disk, maybe there wasn't an exploit in here, maybe they just landed and they started to encrypt files on there. We have the behavioral analytics in there as well, uh, which is called CryptoGuard. CryptoGuard protects your documents, both on your workstations and on your servers. If those documents, we see rapid encryption of files, we can actually stop that process in the tracks. CryptoGuard also has a built-in just-in-time backup. Uh, we do not use Microsoft VSS for this. This is used strictly with our Sophos CryptoGuard technology. Uh, it keeps about a 500 meg cache. Again, so it's not something where you have to prep a whole drive on there uh, like VSS uh, for it to store every single file. It's not meant to be a backup and a recovery. Uh, it's meant to be, you know, if we see those files that are getting encrypted, we can restore them automatically. It's not something an admin can go back to and say, yes, I want to go back, you know, three, four days, give me this file and it's known good state. So we don't replace your backup technologies. You still need those. This is just the really quick and easy way to recover from those. Hey, real, real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, um, absolutely. Two things. One, for those of you joining us late, uh, this is the Sophos MSP connect webinar um, Two, the, the stream here in Zoom looks beautiful. This is an awesome slideshow. Uh, everywhere else, it looks awful. So I'm going to attempt to stop streaming and restart the stream. 
if uh, if it breaks for everywhere else, I'm sorry, guys. Um, but uh, but I need to fix it because it it just looks awful. So feel yeah, free to hop in. Ready. Feel free to hop into Zoom if for some reason it doesn't. There we go. All right, look better. I have no idea. We'll find out here in a minute. All right. <laughs> but we'll we'll keep going anyway. Thank right, you. Sounds for good. Patience. Uh, no worries. All right. So moving along with uh, kind of you know what is intercept here. Uh, you know we talked about the crypto guard. The safe browsing component uh, is definitely important, protecting the critical functions of the web browser as you're surfing online or as your end users are surfing online. Uh, and make sure that nobody gets in, compromises, you know, proxy, JavaScript, anything else inside of that actual browser. Another part of the safe browsing, uh, which isn't uh, widely documented, and you'll actually see uh, it in my demo, is what's called application lockdown. So what this does is it takes a look at how programs are supposed to behave, and it puts what we call an application fence around them. That application fence is going to say, all right, Word is supposed to behave in this manner. It's a word processor. If Word tries to do something uh, like call PowerShell, reach out to the internet, that's outside of the bounds of what it's supposed to be doing. Uh, let's go ahead and stop that process. Let somebody know what's going on. Uh, that way, if we have something that's, you know, if it's legit, we can go ahead and add an exclusion for it. Chances are, you know, it's not going to be something uh, legit on there, which again, we'll see during the demo. The other part's going to be, again, the mitigation of the exploits for those vulnerable applications. This is talking about the techniques that are used. Uh, we are, to date, one of the only vendors that has a full comprehensive list of protections for all the known uh, exploitation techniques that are out there. Uh, most vendors have a subset of kind of the ones you see uh, quite often, uh, but they do not cover all of them. So. Um, we can, if you go to our website or if you uh, do a Google search for it, there's a white paper called Exploits Explained. If you want a little more of an in-depth uh, look at you know, what is an exploit, uh, it's about a one paragraph per exploit type. So it's not long, it's not a very intense reading, but just gives you a good idea of you know, what does that exploit do and you know, how can it compromise my environment. The next part is gonna be the process protection. So again, looking at those fileless attacks, uh, you know, people trying to compromise using a hollow attack, uh, you know, injecting DLLs uh, from untrusted locations, your active adversary, again, that active, uh, that application lockdown in there as well. The last component, the one we just added with our acquisition of Invincia is that deep learning. Uh, this is our version of a machine learning. Uh, Machine learning is a, and that's a whole different conversation we can have, but machine learning just a real on high. There's a few different methods for doing this. There's uh, your random forests. Uh, there's a simple decision trees on there, of how it gets to the right answer. There's what more and more of the industry is actually switching to, which is what's called neural networking. Uh, you guys are probably uh, in your day-to-day -day lives used neural networking. If anybody on this call has an iPhone, an Android, Google Home, an Echo, uh, anything where you've asked it a question, said, hey, how do I get this? What's the weather outside? 
uh, you know, that is all forms of neural networking. So neural networking is not just something we use here for AV. It's something we can, but you know, something you use in your day-to-day -day lives. So it's very robust and, you know, it can adapt to what you're asking it to. You know, you ask it to turn on the lights in your house. You ask it for directions to go to, you know, the local store, anything you need, it can adapt to those questions and learn on the fly. So that is a really powerful tool to bring in. Now we're bringing in hundreds of thousands of samples of you know, what malware looks like, you know, what the bad guy looks like coming through the door and allowing it to make an accurate decision on who to let in that door and who not to let in that door. Uh, one thing to also note about uh, machine learning, machine learning does not affect all files. So when you hear machine learning out there and uh, people will tell you that machine learning is all you need and machine learning is the answer. Machine learning works against portable executable files. Uh, these are EXEs that are wrapped, so not every executable file is a portable executable. Uh, what it does is it analyzes that file pre-boot, determining very quickly within milliseconds whether or not it is good or bad. It cannot do the same thing for a Word document or a PDF file. Uh, we're just not at that point. There's not enough samples out there. And it's not enough training inside the program. So if you're looking at us or anyone else out there, and they tell you that you know machine learning is the only thing you need, you might want to reconsider or look at what they're doing to supplement that. You'll probably find uh, with a lot of the vendors out there that they supplement it with a signature-based detection, which is what they're touting that you should not use. All right, so this was uh, getting into a little bit of the testing here, and then we're going to talk about the other side of the house, which is our XG firewall, uh, taking a look at the endpoint there. This is one of the latest tests that we commissioned from MRG Efitas, a uh, very uh, widely used uh, testing facility out there. I don't have our latest. We also just got tests back from uh, SE Labs. We took a part in their tests out there as well. But you can see kind of how we ranked up against a lot of the other uh, AV vendors that are out there. Uh, not gonna go into this in depth. You guys can screenshot this or we can send you these slides later. They will be available on the Sophos website as well. But what this is looking at is just a comparative of the actual protection assessment on those devices. You know, big thing to take a look at is going to be kind of the, the false positives, you know, the PUAs out there. So maybe it blocked the behavior, maybe it didn't auto block or just flat out missed it altogether. The other portion of that is going to be the exploit test. So this is all the known exploit techniques that are out there. Uh, that MRG Efertos used. I uh, can see we have a one miss out there. They introduced a new type of an exploit technique uh, that we don't have covered on there and is actually being patched right now. It's not something that's used in the wild or seen in the wild, which is why you know, it wasn't detected on there. But take a look at us compared to everyone else. And this is what I was talking about earlier, where we have that comprehensive list of protection for exploit techniques. A lot of the vendors out there only cover a portion of that. So this is kind of what we're looking at for a complete picture uh, when we're talking endpoint protection. The endpoint protection for me and for Sophos is going to be not just this next gen thing, uh, but we're gonna layer everything on. We're gonna layer all the technology we've had, our tried and true endpoint technology. Uh, on our endpoint, we also bring in device control. So the ability to lock down those USB ports, block people from you know, putting in a CD-ROM drive. You know, this is really good for making sure data does not leave my environment as well. Uh, we have app control. So app control is great for locking down those systems, making sure people aren't using Wireshark, making sure they're not using PowerShell. You know, if there's no reason for an end user to have access to those applications, why are we going to allow them to run? 
if they're allowed to run on that system, chances are the bad guy, remember we have that active adversary out there, he can use them as well. The reputation security and signatures is our traditional uh, protection out there. We have that tried and true signature-based detection built into the product as well. Along with that, you know, machine learning and all those new techniques from the intercept decks down at the bottom here in dark blue. What we actually do is start to layer this on with our network security. Uh, so the green layer on here brings out that network security component uh, with our advanced threat protection, bringing in the IPS and web protection, our sandboxing for both web and email. So this is gonna be a good part where we actually bring in that synchronized security. So, and where we do this on the firewall, on the perimeter side, is gonna be our XG firewall. This is our next generation uh, firewall. Coming in, taking a look at this, uh, the design philosophy on the XG firewall, it's built for uh, your IT uh, mid-market uh, admin. Uh, so this is not a complicated firewall. It's not meant to you know, be where you have to go to nine to 10 different places to configure the firewall and then troubleshooting it. You, know, you need a degree in rocket science to make it through here. Really quick and easy, right in the dashboard, we know exactly what's going on. Here we can see that security heartbeat in the top right corner, as well as our sandstorm, our advanced threat protection, and this UTQ. UTQ is our user threat quotient. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute, but what this does is it gives you a report of all your users on there and ranks them from least risky to most risky in the environment. So again, some of the advantages on here with the XG firewall is we can expose those hidden risks in the environment through rich onbox reporting, a UTQ uh, on there as well. Uh, because we have that synchronized security, we also have the ability to identify unknown apps. Most firewalls are pretty good at identifying applications that come through there, but they have a huge gap. Now, what you're gonna see on most reports, and I don't care if you even look at the best app ID uh, in the industry, which is Palo Alto, if you look at their report, they're gonna have unknown traffic or general HTTP, HTTPS traffic. Application vendors know that, hey, HTTP port 80 and 443 is gonna be open on your firewall. You're allowing people out to get and browse the internet. We're gonna run our traffic on there as well. Basically your traditional firewall cannot identify that traffic. It, the signature looks like web traffic, so we're just calling it web traffic. With that synchronized security, we can reach back out to the endpoint. We have the connection information on there, and we can say, who's doing this? Which application is bringing itself through my firewall? So that's what we call synchronized application control. This allows us to get insight into exactly what applications are going through a firewall. As an admin, you have better visibility of what your users are using, and you have the better ability to lock down those applications if it's something that is not warranted in your environment. Again, blocking unknown threats in there through our IPS suite, our sandboxing technology, which also takes advantage of our deep learning engine. And then again, they automatically respond to incidents with that synchronized security, which you will see on the demo here. So this is what I'm talking about as far as kind of what we do with the user threat quotient. Traditional firewall, uh, way it looks at your end users, everybody looks the same. It doesn't define characteristics based on your browsing history, based on whether or not we saw you had a, a virus. So that's pretty much what a traditional firewall looks like, when in reality, your users look much like this. So what that UTQ does is it allows us to identify those risky users in your environment. Those could be anywhere from, you know, 
Susie in accounting to John in IT, doesn't matter. It's going to identify their browsing history, the applications that they used. Are we detecting any IPS attacks from their uh, user accounts and workstations and identify those users as higher risk in your environment. This here is showing that kind of graph. That's how it's graphed out to you. You can then present this. You can click on that server admin here and find out what exactly is he doing? Why is he ranking so high and so much of a threat to my environment? At this point, he's only uh, ranked at 33. This does go all the way up to 100 on there. But again, he is one of the more risky users in your environment. We also do the same thing with the application. So we have on box reporting. Uh, there is no secondary box you need to buy for Sophos to get uh, the full set of reports. Uh, one of the things we do as far as our application risks go and our web risks on there is give you a risk meter. Here's the current applications being used in your environment. Here's the current overall risk level of your environment. Uh, ideally, as an admin, we want to maintain a relatively low risk. Now, this is going to be based on the risk scores assigned to the different applications. If you have people using things like torrents or proxy clients on there. Uh, you know, maybe file sharing services will rank up higher as a more risky. That's going to generate a higher risk score for your environment. All right, so we do have all this set up. So basically, this is your full UTM. This is from start to finish, this is your firewall, uh, your intrusion prevention with your sandboxing on there, advanced threat protection, uh, your web protection and application control on here as well. A couple components not listed on here are gonna be email protection and web server protection. Web server meaning you're hosting uh, an internal website rather than exposing that to the internet directly, you'll actually have all your endpoints talk to us and we'll actually process that information, making sure no one's trying to do any sort of SQL injections, cross-site hacking, and process that information securely and hand it off to your web server, essentially hardening your web server, making it so it's not directly against the internet. So this is what it looks like. This is, again, your console inside of here. This is actually a little bit of a newer uh, version, our version 17.1. Uh, we are definitely constantly making strides in there. The initial screen was our initial 17 release. Uh, with 17.1, uh, we're bringing in this cloud application component inside of here, identifying things such as Dropbox, GoToMeeting, and allowing you to apply sanctions to them. Yes, this is a sanctioned uh, cloud-based application, or this is an unsanctioned or a tolerated application in the environment. Again, giving you better visibility and graphs into what's going on inside of your environment. For the synchronized security component inside here, if we click on uh, synchronized security, we can actually see that in this case, it's my Mac server uh, with Chris, the user on there, the IP address. Now, if we come in, we take a look at the ATP. Uh, this is gonna be taking a look at the advanced threat protection. We can come in, we can actually see, this is a C2, so a call home attack from this machine. And we can see the exact program that was running on here. This is macbadactor.app. Uh, so we know the exact location of that program. So this is not something you would see a firewall typically tell you. A firewall wouldn't be able to tell you this is, you know, whatever, whatever exe on a Windows machine or the .app app on a Mac. This is because we can reach out to that endpoint. We can gain further information. We, can, we know the exact string that's used on there. And we can say, all right, who was doing this? This is that program right there. Let's shut that down. The endpoint can now take action on that and go and remediate that program on the system. Again, this is all done automatically. So before we get into the demo, just want to show you quickly kind of what we're going to be doing as far as the synchronized security here. So this is 
very similar to how I have my environment set up. I have my firewall, which is protecting my endpoints. Uh, we're going to be connected to Sophos Central. And I have a looks real server sitting off to the side on a different zone. And then we have our access out to the internet. So what's going to happen, we're going to infect one of my machines here. It's going to cause it to go into a red state. We're going to see it at risk. And then from there, the firewall without me doing anything is going to take automated action on this. It's going to prevent me from getting to my server. It's also going to prevent me from getting out to the internet until that machine is either automatically or manually remediated, depending on the needs of that machine. Once everything's remediated, it'll actually be granted internet access again. It'll be granted access back to that server and put into a good green health state. So Steve, just checking with you. Is there any questions before we get into uh, the actual demo here? No, not, not yet. I, I have plenty of questions, though. Don't you worry about that. But I, I'm going to save all of mine until kind of the end. And um, I'm, I'm just really excited to see. I, I, I want to I give you some feedback, though, not a question, while, while you get this prepared. Um, I like shiny things. Oh, we're going to talk shiny things. And, and let me tell you, man. The, the screenshots that that you're that you're putting up there of the uh, the firewall interface those are shiny man those uh, well, you haven't seen anything yet then uh, just hold on we're gonna go into root cause analysis and okay. break down this attack with some you know really cool eye candy that's uh, in the process of getting even better hey Steve don't don't forget you gotta leave some time for me to talk about the business side and the program side too absolutely sir we're gonna we're gonna catch up with you here in just a second. That's, that's not a problem. We'll have plenty of time, guys. All right. So what we're going to do here, this is my Windows 10 machine here. It is protected uh, with Sophos. Uh, we can see my endpoint protection here. I do have everything enabled at this point in time. Uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and just make sure that, yes, we have internet access going. And just to verify, you guys can see my Windows desktop, correct? Looks great. All right. Perfect. So you're doing a ping. Yep. Yeah, very simple tool. Uh, so, and then we have my Looks Real website. Uh, everybody should know 8.8.8, .8 Google DNS servers. And then we have my internal Looks Real web server on here as well. So everything's good. I have access to the internet. I have access to my server. Uh, if we take a look at my files here, uh, just got some you know, Excel documents and uh, different types of files in here. Everything's good. Everything's in a currently good state. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna log into the XG firewall. Make sure we have that ready to go. And we're gonna see here that you know, my synchronized security heartbeat is again, green. We're in a good green state here. Nothing's going on with this device. Uh, we'll go ahead and log in here as well. That'll just get that ready and prepped for us. So what we're gonna do now is actually go over to my looks real website. So this is just a, a replication of, you know, a, a kind of a hotel website you could go to. Maybe somebody try to replicate, you know, Marriott or something and inject some code on there, send you to some other page uh, to fool you. We're going to come through here and I need to register. All right, we're going to click on this. All right, a little weird. This site's asking me to download a registration document. But, you know, sure, most of your end users are not going to be concerned with that. They're just going to keep going right on through it. This is going to go ahead and open up uh, Word. Now at this point, you know, they will have some precautions, you know, Word's gonna tell them, you know, make sure, you know, you, if you know what this is, you know, you can open it. If not, you know, don't open it. 
a lot of times, at least you know, when I was an MSP, what do users do on here? Yeah, click, you know, just let me into my document. Quit bothering me with these alerts on here. Same thing, security warning, macros have been disabled. Now right here, it's telling me I need to enable that. So we're gonna go ahead and enable this content. And what's gonna happen here is once I enable this content and basically allowing these macros to execute on this system, we're gonna to try to do something uh, in Word that you know, Word should not be doing. And this is where that application lockdown comes in. So as we let that execute, you're gonna know as soon as I hit yes on there, Word closed. We can see how the Sophos endpoint stepped in with the lockdown. Remember, this is that application fencing that I was talking about. Word did something it was not supposed to. So at this point, if we take a look, I still have access to the internet. I still have access to my website. I'm still in a good green state. This did not compromise my machine for more than a second. You know, we were actually able to stop it before it actually executed on the system. So there was nothing to remediate. So therefore, you know, synchronized security did not have to step in, reach out to the firewall and shut anything down. So this is taking a look at you know, exploit techniques, uh, application lockdown settings on here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna make this quite a bit harder. We're gonna go ahead and override the settings on here. So we're gonna override all these policies and we're gonna turn off all the deep learning, the real-time scanning on here, all my safe browsing and exploit techniques. Basically, the only thing we're gonna leave on here is the ransomware detection. Again, not something I would probably recommend you do in a normal environment, uh, but you can see all the different layers of protection we have in here. So we're gonna come through here and we're gonna do this exact same attack again this time knowing that we're not gonna be stopped on the application lockdown. So we're gonna go ahead and open up our Word document. We're going to bypass all of our security warnings that uh, Word is trying to do to protect us because I need to get to my data and I need to find out what's going on. And at this point, if you watch down the bottom and most users wouldn't notice that, it happened real quick. We had a PowerShell that popped up. Now. Sophos is uh, prompted that we had a ransomware attack on here. We had confirmation exe uh, that was stopped in here. If we actually go ahead and minimize these and take a look, I'm in a red state, threat was detected. If we take a look at my access to my server here, I am not allowed to get to there. Uh, if we take a look to the internet, I'm not allowed to get out there either. I'm currently in a security lockdown state. We take a look at the actual XG firewall and we'll see that I have one system at risk. And we click on that. This is my Windows 10 lab machine. 32 seconds ago was changed into a, a red state. And basically what this is doing now is it's going through and it's running through a cleanup. We can see Sophos found no threats on there. It's going through an automated cleanup of that system. So it'll actually make it to where uh, we upload all the data to Sophos Central as to what happened. So what we'll do now is we'll actually come in and take a look at these attacks from the Sophos Central admin dashboard. The Sofa Central Admin Dashboard is the customer level. This is this customer container where we have your endpoint technology, your server protection technology. We offer mobile device management, full disk encryption, wireless management, email gateway, and phishing training through a single dashboard for your customers. So this is your customer container here. And what we're gonna be focused on are the alerts that are in here. So if we take a look at our alerts, uh, we can see there was ransomware detected inside of here. Uh, we can actually go in and start to take a look at you know, exactly what happened. I have that grouped inside of here. I can ungroup that, see this was a ransomware detection, confirmation EXE on my Win10 lab machine with Sophos logged in there. That's great, and that's what normal AV would show you. So let's go in and take a deeper dive as to you know, what happened during these attacks. You know, what happened you know, when we clicked on uh, that you know, link from the internet? 
So we're gonna take a look at the first one while it's still processing my second attack on there. This is what we call root cause analysis. Root cause analysis is gonna give us the details as to what happened during this attack. Giving you the detection, which in this case was the lockdown, where it happened, my Microsoft Edge browser, the files that were potentially involved in this, the you know where it happened and when it happened on my machine. The one thing you're not going to see from a normal AV product is the root cause that this happened from you know Microsoft Edge on that machine. So we can actually come in. We can take a look at the artifacts. This is going to show me all the business files, the processes that were run. We can see Microsoft Edge. We can see my WinWord process in here. Uh, remember, we can see that memory compression. We talked about that application lockdown, one of those exploit techniques, a compromised word. That was that memory compression used inside of this attack here. We can then come over to the eye candy portion of this, the visualization, and show you exactly how this attack happened in real time. So we can see here that root cause, that red dot on here, and then that beacon event. The beacon event's a point in time which we stopped that attack. We can see here we have Microsoft Edge, and as you click these, it'll give you the, all the information about that process, the start time, the hash ID, the process ID, all the information you want to know. From here, we can see the different websites that we're connected to. Here's my Looks Real website, uh, anything else that it was attached to as well. And then that document that was opened. Here's that registration document, the temp location of where it was located when we loaded that up and the process that it launched. Loading up that document caused Word to open, and now Word's actually running, ran for a total of 41 seconds on there while we were going through and talking. And we can see that memory compression technique in here, which is what caused us to actually uh, stop with the application lockdown. So at this point, this process no longer made it. Didn't make it through to actually injecting any ransomware. Didn't make it to the confirmation EXE creation. It was stopped in its tracks right here. Now, if we come back to here, uh, root cause analysis cases, we can see that my CryptoGuard case has now been uploaded. Before we take a quick look at that, we want to go back here and just make sure that, yes, my endpoint, without doing anything, I haven't done any magic behind the scenes. My endpoint is protected. Uh, you know, my access to the internet has been restored. My access to my test web server has been restored on here. Uh, my files, more importantly, are protected. We can see the remnants of the EZ files on here, but my actual Excel one file on here was actually protected on that system. So again, come back to here, take a look at the CryptoGuard attack, and this one's gonna show a little differently. So again, the root cause for this one was WinWord. It's not gonna track it all the way back to uh, the Internet Explorer here. We're looking for that famous face of where we recognize this coming from. Uh, we are bringing out an EDR version of this uh, platform. Uh, it'll go into early access a little later this year, I think November timeframe, and be available uh, next year where you can actually say, all right, from here, find me the root cause analysis from this point, tracking it to the full uh, beginning in your environment. Or maybe it wasn't even this machine that actually started this. Maybe it started from somewhere else in that environment as well. So it'll actually go across all the machines in the environment to find patient zero. But in this case, we have WinWord, five business files involved. This was a ransomware attack, again, the machine and when it happened on there. Taking a look at the artifacts, again, we see uh, the root cause WinWord, that confirmation EXE inside of here. You can see uh, PowerShell ran on that system. We can take a look at the files, my XL110 and JPEG100, that registration document. And again, we can come in and take a look at it from the visualization standpoint. So in this case, we can see that word, we can see that memory compression attack out here. So there's my memory compression attack, which we didn't stop because we had that disabled. 
from here, that launched PowerShell, uh, which you saw running. Uh, PowerShell was running for a whole four seconds on the machine. So unless somebody was paying attention, it probably wouldn't have seen it. From here, it created a brand new file, created this confirmation exe, and then that confirmation exe file was launched in the system. That process started to kick off that ransomware process. And as you can see, it ran for a whole uh, 205 milliseconds before Sophos CryptoGuard stepped in and stopped that process. Uh, we can also see the files that it read from. We can see the JPEG 100, JPEG 10, and my one inside of here. Uh, and then any of the files that it wrote as well inside of there. So all the easy files on there as well. So again, a lot of powerful information going through to be able to diagnose exactly what happened. You don't have to rely on going to the end user. Where'd you go? What website did you visit? You know, how, how did you get this? Where did, how did this happen? You know, all that information is documented for you right here. All right, with that, I'm gonna actually turn this over to Travis. So I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Travis, are you ready? As soon as I unmute myself, I will be. Yep, absolutely. Here, and I think there's some questions coming in too, and a couple of you know comment stuff. Um, I think would be a good time to address those as well. Yeah. So, well, I, I do want to go over some questions if that's all right. Sure. Um, absolutely. The the first question, I, I I'm I'm going to go way back. Okay. When are you guys going to start doing managed switches? God, hopefully never. Um, do you know how many products we have? <laughs> Uh, it has been talked about. Um, there was some talks about a year ago um, whether or not to acquire a managed switch company because uh, that is the missing piece. You know, pretty much between the end user and the firewall, you've got your switch. Uh, we decided to go a different route. Now, that's not necessarily to say we're not going to buy a firewall company. You've seen our, our history there of growth and acquisition, so it's not outside the realms. But where they've focused right now is that lateral movement. So being able to, with you know, without having to own the switch, without having to have a managed switch in there, you can do this with just a, a standard layer two switch. Be able to tell all the other endpoints out there that, you know, hey, this Sophos workstation here, WinLab 10 is infected. Don't talk to him. So basically stonewalling that uh, workstation, basically going into the room and saying, all right, nobody in here talk to Travis. You know, if he's, if he's talking, just, just mute him. He's, he's not there. That's essentially what we're doing. And it's a much easier method right now into getting to uh, that state of where you can prevent lateral movement. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So going back to your demo, how, how does all this, like say we're not using the full blown Sophos stack, you know, let's say we have um, the firewall, but, we don't have endpoint, you know, maybe we don't have intercept X. Um, is it going to be able to do any of what we just saw? So it will not be able to do synchronized security, which is what we just saw. The synchronized security component is that communication between the endpoint and the firewall. Now, okay. the firewall on its own, uh, if you take a look at the NSS lab rankings out there, the firewall on its own security effectiveness is through the roof. You know, your IPS, you know, your sandboxing detection on there, uh, your ATP detections, you know, basically that's what's going to protect you from an actual firewall level. Now, where you can get even better protection is when you start bringing in uh, that synchronized security, this whole idea of, you know, products working better together. But both of these products will stand on their own. Uh, we sell a ton of, you know, Intercept X without 
uh, firewalls. Uh, we sell a ton of firewalls without you know, Intercept X and vice versa. Intercept X can also be installed. So if you have a customer out there and I know we have a lot of MSPs, they're using WebRoot and they need something to augment the technology for uh, WebRoot. You can actually load Intercept X on top of WebRoot. It's designed to run alongside any current traditional AV product. Yeah, I'll also add guys that, you know, Sophos is a, the only company in the world with three products in Gartner's Magic Quadrant. That's gonna be our endpoint our firewall and encryption. So the, all, all those obviously, you know, even in the enterprise space uh, are gonna be, you know, standalone worthy. Um, it's just that we make them available to companies really of all shapes and sizes and priced right for everyone. Um, so it's just, you know, most partners that I talk to when they come to me in that initial, you know, pr prospective partner stage is usually to talk about one or the other or single products. And then once they understand the, the overall value of the grand scheme of things, that's when they get even more and more interested. So it's, it almost becomes a no brainer. Look at both. Now, now I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen because I, I feel like uh, we're having like a technical conversation and then we're about to have the business conversation. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I want to ask a couple more technical questions before we move forward. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I told you guys earlier to, I was gonna throw you guys under the bus, okay? And, and I'm also kind of throwing another AV company under the bus because they, 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 they're, they're the ones that open fire, right? Okay, so here's, here's what happened. Earlier today, there was an antivirus company. Let's say it rhymes with Fit Pretender. Okay, and uh, and they they shared this, and what what you're looking at here is um, an AV comparatives, which many IT guys consider AV comparatives to be one of the you know leading antivirus uh, testing companies. Whether you believe that to be the case or not is irrelevant. That's what we the MSPs believe, right? Um, what, what you'll see here is, well, earlier in the chat, we, we mentioned this one here, Sentinel-1. Zach, Zach and I were chatting about that for a moment because, you know, we, I felt like, you know, this, this really reminded me of what I was seeing, reminded me of what we saw with the Sentinel-1 webinar. You know, the whole, let's break this down and see exactly what happened on the computer. So your software is like way more awesome than Sentinel One, according to this, but but why is this saying that that Bitdefender is way better than you? Because yours is is shiny and pretty colors, and I like pretty colors, so obviously that means it's better in my mind. Um, what what do do you do you like? Do you know what happened with this, or or what product they're testing? Are they testing like the? the MSP connect product or are they testing a consumer product or so for this one, I'm not sure what they tested. Uh, the first test that actually tested our, uh, Sophos central with our intercept X, uh, was actually SE labs, uh, which that test is out. And I don't think Bit defender looking through it here. No, they were not part of that test. So they didn't, uh, okay. subject themselves to that one. Uh, SE Labs, uh, you know, definitely a widely respected out there. Um, but yeah, this one, I have no idea. I don't know the results or what they did as far as uh, the AB comparatives. 
if you shoot me an email on this, we can definitely have it uh, sent to our team and say, sure. all right, because we, as long as they involved us in the attack, you know, it's, which they should with most companies. And it depends on, uh, again, a lot of different uh, components on there and what was tested, you know, what part of our product did they actually test? And, and I think that's, that's a fair question to ask because you have a lot of products. So, you know, if, if they're just testing, you know, I, I think you have a consumer one. I could just go up to Best Buy and purchase. Well, so we have a consumer one that you can actually go online and get for free. Right. So, I mean, are, did they test that versus Bitdefender? Or do, you know, so I, I think it's fair to ask what on earth did they test? But I think a, another question that's also fair to ask is, you know, when, when we just saw that, that whole demo, what what products okay so i know you've got the the uh the the firewall and i know you've got the central endpoint and i assume that was advanced not standard yeah so the well so we're getting ready to change a lot of names but the advanced only thing that really does is add in the device control the application control dlp web protection into the product the security part is the same as standard uh, okay. Where we start getting into the other part is going to be the intercept X, uh, which you know adds on to our endpoint protection to complete that puzzle. So what they probably did is they tested uh, maybe the endpoint standard uh, on there, just a file-based uh, detection, and tried to run exploit tests against it. Which you know if you're not using our exploit technology, it's not going to pick it up. Gotcha. So firewall, central endpoint intercept x is that like the only three things i need to be putting on a computer or because i know you you guys have a bazillion SKUs. yeah That's we do really so hard to say protection either. wise uh, if you're talking you know what we should have if you're talking from sophos yes it's going to be your endpoint advanced because uh, you do want to have that device control you do want to have that application control on there uh, you do want to have that next generation you know anti-exploit anti-ransomware machine learning those are going to be your protection components on that machine uh, any vendor should be doing the same. They should be putting uh, all their latest and greatest on there. Uh, some of them, I mean, Sentinel One, I hate to pick on those guys, but they're so easy. Um, they are one of those guys that tout on high that, you know, it's machine learning, machine learning, machine learning. Uh, and they'll tell you no signatures. Uh, and then they'll tell you that they have a hash that they do to look up files, which hopefully we all know a hash is just a signature. So that's how they're augmenting their protection I don't know why they did that bad in this test. They normally do pretty decent in tests, uh, but yeah, they're still working on, you know, again, the, uh, the exploitation, uh, exploit techniques uh, and other further uh, anti-ransomware. They're basing all their stuff on one technique. Yeah. I'll pick on Sentinel-1 again too, because I think they, I believe they do also tap the same functionality to be able to roll back the file. So similar to our crypto guard where- uh, they, do. they do. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and for that, uh, I believe they're using volume shadow. Yeah. They use volume shadow copy and it's actually a, a manual process inside of there versus an automated process, unless they've changed something since the last time I saw it. Right. Which, um, to, uh, you know, a lot of the folks that I talk to, uh, that are in the security business and, you know, white hats, what have you are going to tell you that the first thing somebody's going to do in order to get around that is just to disable VSS. So um, with, ours, with our rollback capability and our crypto guard, it is a proprietary functionality rather than just levering something that can be easily turned on or off. 
So speaking of, um, I lost what the the thing that you just mentioned, but I swear this this segued perfectly. Um, Can you hear the rain coming in here too? What was that? It's raining really hard here. I don't know if you can hear it. Oh, I cannot. I cannot. Good. No, my my brain's just going a million different directions right now with all these good questions. So, um, InterceptX has the ability to recover files that get attacked, and that's great. But the workstation and server endpoint products do not appear to have a quarantine. So, in the end, uh, so in the event of a false positive, you can't rec- you can't recover the files that have been cleaned. Cleaned really translates to deleted. In all of my years in IT, I have never seen another AV product that has had no quarantine. Sometimes getting a file back that has been removed can be a major undertaking. Then multiply that uh, in a larger environment. Why is there no quarantine? And is something being worked on to include that? So there is technically a quarantine. Anything that's questionable uh, will be actually quarantined in place. Uh, until you make an action on it. So if you get a warning on there, it's not a, you know, we're uh, definitive, uh, you know, this is a bad file. Uh, we need to go ahead and uh, delete it. Uh, if it gets caught by machine learning, it will be moved to uh, an actual quarantine section. If you approve that file, it'll then be moved back. But we did get rid of the whole idea of this kind of quarantine folder, uh, which you used to have with a traditional AV product uh, where you go and it just houses all your files on there and somebody hopefully someday goes back and cleans up those files. And if not, you have malware files sitting there forever and hopefully, uh, you know, they stay contained. So yeah, it is a little bit of a different approach to there. Again, if it is a questionable file, a questionable PUA on there, uh, it will be contained in place versus being moved to a folder. Uh, If we do flat out delete it, uh, then chances are it's because it has a very high conviction rate on there. We detected actual malware inside of there, and you should probably get another copy of it versus you know going and grabbing that copy. Okay, and um, James, uh, James, right? James, yes. James reminded me of something that I found the other day when I was doing some research on Sophos to, you know, make sure I'm not able i'm able to at least sound like i know a little bit of what i'm talking about for today's webinar av comparatives i couldn't find any tests beyond 2016 so i don't understand how fit prevent pretender has you know a last revision march 23rd 2018 av comparatives logo with you guys on it Couldn't answer that either. Yeah, I'm not sure. So um, thank you for the reminder on that, James. I, I did notice that um, last week when I was when I was doing some research on this because I was, you know, I'm really intrigued by your stuff. I mean, you guys have some some really neat products and I have several pro, uh, colleagues that, that just have awesome things to say about your stuff. Um so yeah, you know, do you have it, uh, you give you five switch. seconds so I can share my screen again real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys will be able to get this off of our website uh, as well. Uh, sorry, I don't want to take too much time from Travis here, but this is definitely uh, worth showing. So we'll show my desktop here. Uh, so this is SE Labs. This was uh, just released. If you guys you know, know SE Labs, uh, they do all their testing. This is the uh, 
April through June, they have a small, biz small business edition, uh, endpoint protection, and an enterprise. Uh, we have both of them out there as well. Uh, but just to kind of come in now, Bitdefender, again, didn't submit themselves to this, so they were not part of the testing on here. Uh, but if you want to take a look kind of the protection accuracy uh, and identifying legitimate products, uh, that's kind of what we're looking at uh, from an AV protection. Um, and any of you that are out there that are using uh, the whole web route uh, out there, I feel sorry. Uh, but kind of um, this is what we're looking at. I mean, these are the testings. This is actually the first one that was out there that actually tested the Sophos Intercept X. Not to harp on that too much, but I will let you have the screen back here, Travis. Sounds good. Any other questions, Steve Taylor? Not at this time, no. And uh, just uh, Real quick, in the chat here, James did put a link to the AV comparatives that, that he's looking at, business security test 2018, March, March through June, and you, you guys aren't on the list. So obviously this is March through June and not December through February, yeah. but I mean, it's, I'm going to call it concerning. Yeah, so we, we actually have an entire uh, team here that's dedicated to competitive intelligence. So, okay. and that's something that our partners can also contact as well. So if you're in a deal uh, and you're looking for some, some information or battle card against whatever you're competing with, um, that they'll actually support you on that as well. So we can, we can actually uh, inquire with that, that team here. Cool. Use that as a follow. Right. Go ahead and uh, take it away, sir. All right. All right. So, yeah. So thank you guys. So that was a great overview of the technical side of things. What I really wanted to do was just kind of give you an overview of the, your, you know, your, the team that you'd be working with over here at Sophos and then get into the program, how you become a partner and how you kind of put it all together and, and get, get all the values of each product individually or as a conglomeration in synchronized security. So um, hopefully my stuff will advance here. There we go. All right. So the dedicated team, um, we are a global organization, of course. So um, here in the Americas, though, which is where I'm assuming most of the, the people on the webinar are, you're going to have a, a dedicated team of people just to the MSP program and, and, your, and that side of your business. You'll have other people in addition to this at Suffos as well, but these are your overlay teams. Myself on the east, Eric Kalseth in the central side, Matt Bernanke in the West. And now we all kind of work together with a, a, a set of uh, inside people as well. We've got Pete Wentland, Karen, Nick Weicker, and Chris Curran as well. So um, that can be a lot of people, can be very overwhelming sometimes. So if you're ever not sure of who to reach out to, reach out to one of us. And we can easily be reached at East MSP, Central MSP, and West MSP, depending on where you are in the world. So I'll put that up there again. Um, very quick and easy way to get to um, our entire team, basically. Um, so the market opportunity, I'll talk about it very quickly. You guys get it. The important part is that Sophos also understands the market opportunity. Um, it wasn't always this way. I started with the company six years ago. Didn't necessarily understand monthly recurring revenue and the value that brings to an organization. Um, we are very, very successful with this program right now. It's only about three years old, and that has raised a ton, a ton of attention from other people in the organization from the top down. So we're putting significant investments into this and into our partners, understanding that 
trying to get to that win-win that you, the same thing that you guys are, right? Where the customer is secure, the partner's happy because you're, you know, you're making money and then we're making money as well. Um, so that's what it really all comes down to. You, you get the Sophos advantage because we have so many different layers of security and so much, uh, you know, insight into all these different security threat vectors. We have that unique advantage to be able to bring them all together. I saw in the, in the question window some talk about SIM tools and things like that. Yes, absolutely. You can go out and you can purchase SIM tools. You can get, you know, trained users and, you know, very expensive trained users to be able to manage them for you. Um, all that Sophos is trying to do here is bring that all together into an easy platform for our partners to leverage. We call that Sophos Central. And that's all. I'll show you kind of what that, how that looks and feels here in a second. First, though, we want to go through the program. Here are all the different technologies that are available in the MSP program. They're available in the MSP program because they are available in Sophos Central, our cloud platform. That includes our XG firewall. The XG firewall, I guess you could say, is not uh, you know, managed in Sophos Central exactly, but it is still, you know, you still do get that zero cost cloud-based central management for your firewalls. And we want to be able to include that in the program. So Everything on this list, including the XG firewall, is going to have a monthly pay-as-you-go license option for it. One caveat on the, on the hardware side is that is an upfront cost today, although there is talk of, of making that um, a, another you know, hardware-as-a-service model here in the near future as well. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone wants it. It's just working out the, the logistics for sure. Um, we talk about securing the web. We can do that a million different ways. We can do that from the firewall, but the, as Steve mentioned, it can also be done in endpoint advance because it's got that web control there. Securing the email, we bought Reflection a few years back. A lot of you are probably familiar with Reflection. Um, we have stripped out the, the, a lot of the technologies, introduced a lot more of our own technologies into that product, and then inserted it into Sofo Central so you can manage it from the same place. That's available here today. It's a cloud-based anti-spam solution. Um, Reflection still exists, but we have this kind of running side by side as well. Wireless, that's a big one that, that um, is huge for us as of very, very recently where we just released our latest wireless access points. We've never, you know, our wireless access points and the way that they're managed has always been good, but never great um, until literally um, the release of the new ones, I think earlier in the week or late last week. Um, there's two ways to manage them. It's one is from the firewall itself. So if you have a Sophos XG firewall on the customer premise, the, the wireless access points can be managed from there. If you don't, you can still connect them up to Sophos Central and manage them from Sophos Central. Uh, the difference there is that on the Sophos Central side, if you're managing them there, it doesn't need a license versus on the firewall, the firewall's already got the license. So um, the base license includes the wireless functionality. Fish threat is the simulated phishing attacks that you can push out through Southwest Central as well. And though that is by far, well, I wouldn't say by far, but it's, it's definitely the fastest growing uh, of the, the modules here. Um, so again, the ability to, to send out simulated phishing attacks includes um, you know, ongoing user awareness training and everything that you'd expect in a security training program. Um, the, uh, I'm going to talk a little, touch a little bit more on that in a minute here as well. Steve talked about endpoint versus next-gen endpoint. That's going to be our you know, endpoint advance and intercept X. They can run together as the same install, side-by-side, side, or if you've got a traditional signature-based endpoint that you already like, 
you can run InterceptX alongside that to add additional value and protection. Mobile device management or EMM enterprise mobility also in the program. Um, server protection, we do set aside server protection from traditional endpoints. It's purpose-built server protection. A lot of people, if you're familiar with Sophos, know that we just came out with um, InterceptX for servers. That is essentially just server advanced. It's just a renamed version of our advanced server product. And it now includes all the components of InterceptX, like the CryptoGuard, the root cause analysis, the advanced malware cleanup, and the machine learning. Okay. So in the server world, we've got standard and advanced. The advanced version in the MSP program has just been renamed InterceptX for servers, but we just haven't changed that on the MSP program yet. So if you're wondering that, why that, that differentiated differentiation is there. And then finally, we've, we can talk about um, enforcing hard drive encryption, protecting the data. Full disk encryption, leveraging the native disk encryption in Windows and Mac, also available. This is a lot of different products. And like I said, there are, it's very uncommon for someone to, to, to come to my attention and say, hey, Travis, I'm looking for all these products. And I heard you can do them. Give them to me now. Right? So it's usually one or the other. So everything is a la carte. Again, the, the name of the program is MSP Connect Flex. We want to make it flexible. So whether using one or all of them or multiple, um, all everybody welcome. I mentioned Fish Threat earlier that I wanted to chime back in on it. That's because there are a lot of products that are very similar in the, organ in the industry today. Um, you probably know No Before, Fish Meat, and several other ones. Essentially, they do the same thing, um, feature to feature. The, the main attraction here, I guess the additional attraction, other than the fact that it's all managed in the same place as all the other security solutions that you may be leveraging from Sophos, is that from a pricing perspective on this program, we're only charging you for the months that you actually fish the users. You may be using the product, the training, and the ongoing, ongoing user awareness and response all 12 months out of the year. However, if you're only fishing your users quarterly, then you only receive four charges. So that's very huge, and that's probably not very well communicated. So people usually look, look past that when they look at the pricing. It's really, really even lower than it looks on the pricing sheet because of that, that fact. If you're, I mean, if you're fishing your users every, every month, then it, it is what it is. But most people don't. The, the program at a glance, one vendor, one dashboard, one program, that's the message that we're really going out and we, we, when we started this program three years ago. Um, and I'll talk about how that all works. So when I talk to any new partner, the first thing I do is I ask them, what are they leveraging for, you know, for example, firewall? And I'll get something, something along the lines of SonicWall, Fortinet, WatchGuard, name your firewall there. Then we start talking about wireless access points and how you're doing that at Get Meraki and Arrowhive and a few others. Then we start talking about email. It's going to be, you know, the McAfee's of the world. Maybe it's reflection, but the point of the story is that there's generally a different vendor that they're leveraging for each one of these different threat vectors that are out there. The concept here with Sophos is to bring it all into one. I'll repeat it again. You don't have to use every single product on this wheel, but as you do add more and more, it's going to add more and more value for a lot of different reasons. Not only are the products going to be talking to each other, but they're also you'll have that consolidation, that vendor consolidation, so your costs will be less there for, for management and everything else. When we talk about management, it's 
we're talking about the partner dashboard and what we call Sofo Central, that, that cloud platform. We say one dashboard. Um, however, as, as you can see here, there are three possible single panes of glass here, depending on who you are. The partner dashboard is what I'll be jumping into, and that's what you're gonna spend most of your time. That's the multi-tenant console for partners. A couple of screenshots here. I'm gonna actually dive into this, so I won't go too far into it. Um, we do have a recently enhanced MSP alerting here uh, with the ability for you to um, uh, uh, input a, a single email address where these, these uh, alerts come to. Um, and then it also contains the email alerts also contains the information that you're going to need to be able to trap that and parse that with with any kind of, of tool that you, you know ticket creation type of things. You'll see your usage. You'll see your monthly page go licenses versus term there are the you do have the ability to um, to deploy term licenses one year, two year and three year as well. We have PSA integration today with uh, ConnectWise, and then there is a roadmap for Autotask as well. This is from a billing perspective, API level stuff, so that you can sync up your central usage into your ConnectWise agreements. Kind of looks like that. And then um, the team, uh, most notably Steve Weber, who, who uh, gave us the intro here and the, the technical overview, um, has been working a lot with a lot of the RMM tools that are out there today. We have current integrations with um, ConnectWise Automate as well as Kaseya. But if anybody has really any RMM platform that you're leveraging, we have the ability to um, automate the deployment uh, in some kind of way. So reach out to us if you're not a ConnectWise Automate or Kaseya user. And then of course, once you're part of this program, you're gonna be qualified for the dedicated VIP MSP support, which is gonna come along with a VIP email address as well as phone number which is essentially going to get you past that level one uh, support level where quite honestly, most people get hung up there because that's designed for those users, you know, the, the consumers that are up, not consumers, but our end user customers to, to reach out to. So we really want to get to that partner support where we, we know that you've been, you know, trained and you can give them access to all the right resources. Any questions coming through, Steve? Yeah. So, <clears throat> You have a really, really awesome and encompassing program. Now, how does, I, I know that you've got like, you know, per user stuff, per device stuff. How, how does all that work? Is that like um, aggregate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we're going to be going into the program here and how that all works. And then we'll also talk about um, a promo for the webinar uh, attendees today to be able awesome. to you know get get full advantage of what we call band jumping. So I'll explain that here in a second for sure. Perfect. And then, um, does Sophos have any plans to add integration with N Central RMM? Yeah, Steve, you want to take that one? Uh, yeah. So we're actually in talks with um, SolarWinds and Central uh, right now. Uh, they've actually approached us to. Uh, bring us on as a, uh, a high-end security solution for their product. So there's a lot of back-end stuff that's being worked on uh, right now with the management teams of you know, kind of how to bring them in, uh, how to uh, bring them in as the master MSP so they can distribute it uh, through N-Central to you. 
Uh, but yes, we are working on that. Uh, so hopefully we'll have a, a close relationship with them uh, coming up soon. Awesome. Any other RMM tools that people should be getting excited about? Maybe like a, a Terra or? I have actually never heard of that one. Uh, we have integrations with okay. uh, ConnectWise right now, uh, Automate. Uh, we have scripts built into there for deployment, uninstallation, uh, creating a ticket on error of install. Uh, as soon as Automate fixes their components, we'll have monitoring of the key services and uh, notifications of reboots pending for your end users. For Kaseya, we have uh, deployment scripts uh, written through there using the managed variables. So you can quickly and easily schedule that against machines and have it deployed out to there. We will have tighter integrations uh, coming to where you'll actually see us fully built in uh, with the API calls directly to Sophos Central. Uh, those are probably going to take more effect, uh, you know, starting next year. Uh, we're waiting on a couple of components with Sophos Central uh, for the team to open up the API calls for us to actually build that. Yeah, and speaking of API calls too, um, I think in the, in the question section, I did see uh, somebody ask about integration with your SIM tool. And I think it was in, in response to the root cause analysis, but um, Steve, can you touch on a little bit on uh, how we interface with SIM? Yeah, so SIM is just, uh, it's uh, basically an API export of our event logs. So it's nothing to do with the root cause analysis. It is a raw dump of all the event logs in our system uh, that can be exported, I think, up to every seven seconds into your SIM tools. Uh, there is actually an article, uh, I can actually grab that and I'll share that in the chat here as well, uh, that goes over how to connect that. It basically connects through a third-party intermediary from each central admin and can dump that information in there. There are SIM tools such as uh, Alien Vault and Splunk that have add-ons uh, that can basically make some useful reports for you guys as well. Uh, other than that, you can once it's in the SIM, you guys can build whatever you want. Very cool. Steve Taylor, anything else? You're muted. Um, no. Okay. No, let's continue. All right, let's get into the program. How to how it all works basically from uh, the business side of the house. So the journey is very simple. Um, first thing you're going to do is you're going to have a, a proven managed services business. I think that goes without saying. Uh, I do actually have to say it because you know we've got a lot of partners, large VARs and national partners that want to be able to get into this program because they want to be able to leverage the monthly billing from a finance perspective. Um, but that is definitely a no go. You will not be competing with those those types of partners. Um, you fill out the MSP application, sophos.com forward slash MSP, and then you go through the first prerequisite training, which is the sales fundamentals. A lot of the stuff we've covered today, so it could be something that you really skim through um, and, and go to the test. Um, once you've done that, you're essentially an MSP Connect partner, although that doesn't really get you much um, other than the, the support. Um, what you really want to do is you want to go through a second training, the MSP Sales Consultant. Um, which is very short and sweet, and we're covering almost all of it here today, so you can most definitely jump directly to the test. Then we get final approval from your distributor. The distribu distribution options are going to be Ingram Micro, Lifeboat Distribution, and DNH. We also have a master distributor called Chartech. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Chartech, been using our stuff forever. Once we get that final approval, um, you will become MSP Connect Flex, and so you will have uh, the full functionality to create monthly customers. 
I, I'm not going to go through the full wheel again here, but I, I go through it just to show you what Steve, like what Steve was saying with the aggregation and how that plays into pricing. Um, we wanted to be creative when we came out with the, with the program. It absolutely is very creative, but it sometimes can get confusing, so I'll run you through it. So we categorize each one of the products specifically. Devices, wireless, licenses, services for fish threat, servers for server protection, but everything else is this user category, which means that you might have 499 endpoints and one device encryption license and you buy at the 500 user band for everything or a combination of all that stuff. Okay, so the more product, the more licenses in each category that you have, the lower your cost per category. So here are those categories. I'll give you an example. 180 users is your first customer. Now that 180 users may actually be 90 people using two products or maybe it's 60 people using three products in the user category. You've got 25 servers there, five wireless access point licenses, and two XG firewall devices. So we'll put that up there as customer A. Customer B's got 150 users, five servers, and two wireless. You get the point, I won't, I won't kill it here, but we aggregate that all together. 860 users, 45 servers, seven wireless access points, and 31 XG firewalls across your customer base. Take the sticky note, cross-reference it there against that. I promise it's really actually automated. It's not an actual sticky note, but um, I think one thing that I think will be very attractive that we're offering here to anybody on the webinar is that we're gonna automatically band jump you. Reach out to us at those aliases that I mentioned there, East MSP at Sophos.com, Central MSP and West MSP, and request this from day one. Once you get that flex tag in, this, in our system, the, once you've been approved by distribution and completed the test, we'll automatically jump you up right there to the 1,000 user band so that you don't experience that fluctuation. And how does that work with the devices or servers? Uh, we could talk about that as, as, as one-offs. The, the, the promo that we want to put out there and where it really plays in and gets, gets aggressive is going to be at the user level. So that's what we formalized here for this, this webinar. But if, if there are other band jumps that we want to talk about as a one-off, um, usually what I ask the partner is, what's your stretch goal for the next 12 months? So in the next 12 months, for example, do you see yourself having 20, 30 servers? Well, that's where we'll set you there starting from day one. There will be a review period associated with a, a, a band jump of that nature. But the, um, so in other words, if you're telling me you're going to have 500 servers, but in, in six months you only have four, then we may need to go back and revisit that. But with the user-based licensing stuff, we will have a three-year review period on there, and that'll be extended out into, into perpetuity, assuming licensing and costing and everything else that doesn't change in the next three years. Anyways. I, I know uh, I can think of a dozen guys that have said they'd really love to see something on the XG Mm -hmm. stuff so yeah we can absolutely do that again what's your stretch goal for the next 12 months let's let's put in a six-month review period but to be honest with you the, the cost of you know the, the the cost the difference in cost from the 25 device band to the 100 device band isn't all that much so it's not a huge savings um, like it is with the endpoint gotcha Okay. Um, but yeah, in any of these categories, 
please let's talk about that. Let's strategize on that. Uh, but for those on the webinar, you're automatically going to be set at the 1000 user band in perpetuity, unless you get to 5,000. So at, at, at the 5,000 uh, user level, assuming you hit that, then the, the promo is, is unnecessary. It becomes obsolete. Oh, I, I've got a bunch of people yelling at me that, that they want the XG firewall too. <laughs> um, all right, we'll have to talk offline and, and see if we can come up with, with something on the firewall for the deal as well. Sure. Um, I, I feel like that, you know, I, I get why that one might be harder for you guys to authorize, but yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like if, if we're going to get people on Sophos, we got to get them on Sophos the right way, which is all in. All in, baby. Get them on the firewalls, the endpoints, the servers, the fish threats, the APs. You know, get get everything out there. Absolutely, so, more the merrier. And yeah, like like, like I said, we'll, we'll we'll be flexible. Um, okay. And yeah, we can talk offline. Okay, cool. All right. Perfect. Cool. I um, I, I gotta say though, the the, the program. So so if they're at uh, let's say 1200 users, but four firewalls. So they get the 1200 user pricing, but they only have the one through 24 or whatever on the firewalls, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's okay. correct. Yeah. The, the, the different categories don't, don't intermingle. The, okay. uh, the other thing that I'm not a big fan of is that the fish threat, although in, a, in essence you are protecting a user that in my opinion, that should be another user license but we did separate that out into its own category of a service. So keep that in mind as well. And we could talk band jumping on that too. Perfect. Um, and the, the price band on the user stuff, uh, people are asking, um, that is a three year, no questions asked. After three years, you'll evaluate. And if they're still below a thousand, mm-hmm. you know, that'll, that'll be a conversation that you have privately with your partner. That is correct. That is correct. Um, no. So I guess what I'm saying is that uh, for this promo, the three years, there, there has to be a review period. I'll set it for three years because that'll be a benefit to the partner. Because after three years, uh, they, we may have a different promo that may be more attractive for it. You know. Sure. Um, so, yeah. I mean, after three years, if we need to extend that again into perpetuity, we can absolutely do that. Perfect. And for those of you that are wondering how to, how to get access to that, um, all of the details on, you know, it, what, what exactly the pricing will be, how you get access to the special pricing, who you contact, et cetera, that'll all be in the members area. So if you're not a member, sign up. I will, uh, I will make sure all of that information is in there for you today. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to cover a little bit of price um, if I have time here today. Um, sure. So we can, yeah, we can dive into that a little bit. I won't get into the endpoint stuff and, and everything else, but on the firewall side, it's, it's kind of really cool and very attractive the way that it works. So I wanted to, uh, to highlight it a little bit. Um, but before I do that, um, really quick, just want you to understand kind of who, do, who, who does what and how it all works from a distribution standpoint. Again, another very simple thing. Um, and I'll fast forward here. So you support your customer, obviously. You handle level one support. You provision, you configure, you deliver that synchronized security, um, however you do that, best way you can. Now, the distributor is actually just going to bill you. We do point-in-time billing on the 
22nd of every month. So we, we take extract that usage calculation from our system, kick that over to distribution so that they can invoice you. Distribution obviously takes their cut of it, but the price is the price to you, what we tell them basically. Um, so we're gonna handle the level two support and above and escalations. So very simple there. Any other questions, Steve, that I should cover before I dive into this? Um, who's Jessica? Jessica. Is that a question for me? I think that's a question for you and a couple people here that, um, Br Bratley? Brantley, sure. Yeah, she's, so she's the field rep for Florida. So I mentioned that the MSP is, a, is an overlay role. Um, so what, what's gonna happen basically is you're gonna have a full dedicated territory team as well. For example, in Florida, the state of Florida, you've got Jessica Brantley, the field, you know, field channel rep. Jessica's got other resources around her like her field SE, Bill Tish. Then you've also got Jessica's inside person, Marcellus Lee, who sits up here with me in Boston. And then you're going to have renewal reps and enterprise reps, depending on, on, you know, what kind of opportunities are out there for you. MSP program guys come in and say, Hey, Jessica, we're going to help you out specifically with this side of your business and give you additional help and support. So when your partner tells you that they're, you know, a dedicated MSP, which there are a lot of them in the state of Florida, we can come in there and support them. We do that across the globe. So <clears throat> apparently she, uh, the, the term used is snubbed somebody in Florida no. from being able to participate in the MSP program. So I don't know how, how that works exactly. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. So we, we definitely want to take that offline. I mean, there is a, that requirement is to have a proven managed services business. I don't know why she felt that that wasn't something that you were achieving, but. Gotcha. Okay. I will, uh, I'll, I'll let that person know that they can reach out to you directly. Yes, please do. All right. That it? So far, so good. All right. Selfless.com forward slash MSP gets you in the program. We can take a look at you there. All right. So I'm going to break into the, the demo of the, the partner facing side of things here. Um, nothing too technical, but there's a few tools that I want everybody, and I also don't want to do a training here. Um, but a couple of nice things I want to point out. So first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to start off at id.sofos.com. It's going to give me all the, the cloud-based tools that I have access to, um, starting off with the partner portal. Uh, the partner portal is where you're going to go for training and certification, latest and greatest pricing, uh, co-branded marketing, everything that you'd expect in a partner portal. Um, if you go to, for some reason, it brings you to the opportunity section, which is more of a traditional reseller thing uh, when you start off at ID. So just click on the logo. It'll take you to the main page. And it is actually fairly normal to take a while to load up the, that main page, but I promise it'll be quicker after this. Here we go. Okay. It sounds Salesforce. What do you expect? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Love hate relationship with that. Um, so first thing is um, when you, when you first come on board and you get access to this, first thing people like to do and what a lot of them don't know that you can do is come into the um, admin section here and add 
your other employees. And you can decide if you want to give them access to central dashboard or just the partner portal for training, etc. The the thing here is that if you give them central access, if you give them access to central partner dashboard, they have full access to add, subtract, manage customers, uh, manipulate security policies, all of the above. So it's all or nothing when it comes to that dashboard today. Role-based administration for partners is coming towards the end of the year. What if we want to do any type of Sophos training for our clients' internal IT staff? Um, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, you could purchase that as a professional service and as like a, a, a line item. Um, you could talk to, ultimately that, that falls to our partners though, right? That's why we have partners. We are a channel only organization. So that's kind of your job to do. And hopefully before that point, you're fully up to speed on all the technology as well. You know, so clients better than we. Just to step in real quick for you, Travis. We yeah. do also offer customer facing uh, training as well. Uh, it's something that you as a partner can actually sell. It's a training class for the XG firewall. I believe there's one out there for Sophos Central now as well. Uh, obviously, all of our trainings for partners are absolutely free. You can come to our partner portal, but you can sell that and uh, have that out there for your customers as well if you, know, you have an internal staff that needs it. Yeah. yeah, like I said, it would be more of a, a line item that you actually resell to them or use your expert knowledge that you picked up and, uh, and do it yourself. Very neat. All right. Um, and speaking of that, if we want to go to training and certification, which we know is required very easy. We obviously encourage all the training and certification. These are all the, the free self-paced uh, on-demand training and certification tracks. <clears throat> the one that really the only one that's required though for this program is this guy right here in the, in the left, MSP Connect Flex. You click on that and roll and do the two tests and you're good to go. So we made it very simple from that perspective. While you are on the main page here, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to scroll down to the partner quick links and go to the MSP hub. Here in the MSP hub, you'll find really anything that you, you know, 99% of the questions that you're going to have are going to be addressed here, including the pricing. All right. uh, how to's, video tutorials, the RMM integration stuff, ConnectWise, Kaseyas, all right here. And then also encourage you to check out the sales and marketing side of things. Got great marketing tools in here, co-branded. Um, if there's something in here that you're looking for and you're not seeing, we have obviously a very robust marketing division here and it's channel marketing stuff. So working with our partners um, so we can customize something for you as well. That's the boring side of the demonstration. Now we're going to jump right into managing Sophos Central. We could go back to id.sophos.com if we wanted to. Um, but it's right there in the partner portal as well. And it is going to prompt you for two-factor. Which nobody actually uses that, right? Yeah. Which I believe it's also available in the admin. So if you have customers that want two-factor into their you own. You guys account. wrote that down, right? <laughs> you can hack his account for the next 12 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Nope, it's gone. It was already read. Um, all right, so uh, when we get to the main page, we're going to see all the stuff that you'd expect in a, in a, in a dashboard, right? Those high-level alerts across your entire customer base, 
medium alerts and informational are also there too. You're going to have information if you're selling term licenses, you're going to have that information as well as, you know, are they near expiration? But on the MSP program, nothing ever expires. It just goes month after month after month until you say stop. So you're not going to have any of that type of details. But again, in this program, you can sell both term and monthly. Firewall information licensing is going to be in here as well. If you ever want to get to the, the cloud-based central management for firewalls, uh, at some point it'll be fully integrated into here. Um, but right now it is a separate dashboard, but launchable directly from the partner dashboard here. So if you want to manage those firewalls, it's going to launch into the, the, the CFM or the cloud firewall manager. And that is a free tool and um, a demo for another day for sure. Um, Speaking of term licenses though, so we have this concept of term licenses versus flex. Flex being the monthly, term being one, two, or three years. If you want to, um, and I, another thing that I'm a huge proponent of is NFRs, not for resale licenses, that we give to all our partners, and I give the full suite of cloud solutions, uh, whether you use them or not. Well, that is a term license, right? It's a one-year term, it's renewable at no cost, as long as you're an active partner with us. So. Let's go through how you create a term license account versus a monthly account. Term license, best way to do it is start with a free trial. You, um, you click the free trial, initiate a new one, and then meanwhile on the back end, as we issue these NFRs, you're gonna receive a license key. And my window's blocking it here, here we go. Um, apply that activation key, it's gonna take that 30-day eval and turn it into a one-year term license managed directly through the dashboard the same way as it would be as a monthly license. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, if you do have clients that want a one-year term, let's say a, a municipality or something along those lines that are more used to a, a term license agreement with their budget, absolutely. Resell them that one-year license, start them off as a free trial, and then apply that activation key. Um, However, with the monthly pieces, one of the things, aside from all this great technology that, that Steve and I have been talking about today, um, which I'm sure you're sick of, um, but aside from all of that, what people really love about the program is the ease of transacting on the monthly licensing. You go to Sopo Central Customers, you create a monthly account, you fill in the information in the form, and the customer shows up. Fill in this information, and then they show up in your list of customers. Then you start deploying the product or products that you want for that customer, and that's it. You never have to call anyone, you never have to produce a purchase order, you never have to reach out to distribution. Your bill will come from distribution, but at this point we have not even talked to them yet or engaged them at all. So here is a nice view of what is licensed. It's probably too small for a lot to see, but across the top we've got all the different products available in Sopo Central and then the checkboxes indicate what we've actually deployed for them. White space, that's opportunity for us to go out there and talk to them about these different threat vectors that they're not necessarily paying enough attention to, like device encryption. Is it a healthcare organization that has got a PHI on a laptop that really does need to be encrypted? How are you doing that? There is no easier way than with our device encryption. And then the device encryption, I know with uh, we'll just keep talking about that uh, Fit Pretender, right? Yeah. The theirs is just central management of Windows uh, BitLocker keys. Okay. 
what's yours? That, that's exactly right. Yeah, same thing. So we okay. do need the, the native disk encryption that's there. We do have a, a full-blown on-premise product that'll cover the full gamut. So even machines that, that don't have BitLocker, but that is ultimately what, um, you know, what we, the, the challenge with BitLocker is central management key recovery and, uh, and all that. So that's what we're giving you here um, for compliance specifically, right? The logging reporting, the proof that that device is, is, is encrypted. So if that machine goes, goes missing, you really don't even have to report it. You've got the proof that it was encrypted. Um, and speaking of all that, the, the other nice thing again is, you know, when we talk about that wheel of, of solutions and all the user-based licensing, people think of, oh, this is going to be a lot of deployment, right? I got to do a device encryption deployment. I got to do a deployment for in, in, um, intercept X and the traditional endpoint. I'm just going to leave what I have. Well, it's actually super simple. And a lot of those things come in the same de deployment package. So if we go to deployment here, actually, if we go to, let's just pick a customer like 123Inc. We're going to launch the Sopo Central Admin. We're going to ignore that for a second and it'll hopefully spin out. There we go. Um, we're going to go basically from our multi-tenant console to that single tenant instance for, specifically for that customer which by the way, you can provide to a customer. If you have a customer with some technical savviness, you can actually give this to them, give them access to this with either full or limited access with role-based administration, which does exist here. So I've gone from the multi-tenant console to the single tenant instance. Now I'm gonna start setting up my products that I want. Protect devices. Well, if you were to choose the full Windows installer, it's gonna come along with a lot of different products that intercept X, the traditional endpoint device encryption. If you don't want all three, then you simply check what you want and what you don't. Download the installer, run it, and you're good to go on each one of those machines. Now, the, there's a better way, like I mentioned, to, to automate this, um, which I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll skip over for the most part because I'll let you read up on it on your own, but the thin installer will help you be that, that smaller um, type of executable uh, that you can run at the command line and you can easily automate with any RMM tool and, or use our prepackaged stuff that we have. Um, but let's say that we've deployed just, just endpoint and then six months down the road, now we've said we finally got them to, to, to really take a look at and embrace device encryption. Um, so what do we do? Well, we go to the endpoint protection section, go to their computers and let's see what's on that computer now and see what else we can add. Rather than doing a full you know, traditional additional deployment, I'm gonna manage the software. And you can see I don't have any computers here, but basically for each product, they're gonna see what's eligible, what's supported. And then you'll be able to drag and drop that over into the assigned computers, save that. And next time it, it connects to the cloud, it's gonna take the, the components that it needs to be able to accomplish, say device encryption or intercept X or combination of everything. So hopefully that makes sense. I think it does, yeah. Okay. Now, um, we had a, a couple people ask what the actual pricing turns into mm -hmm. with the deal. Um, I I have the the price list up and filtered. Is it okay if I put that on the screen? Um. Yeah. I mean, um, I can show it to you. I got. I got it right here. Oh, you do have. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So if we um, and and by the way, if you pull the price sheet from the uh, partner portal, it's it's a little clunky. Um, so uh, um, if anybody that wants mine that I kind of customize here, let me know, and, and it's a little bit easier to follow. Um, so for endpoint advanced at the 1,000 user band, we're looking at $1.50. For the 
for intercepting what, what sorry sorry to interrupt if you um if you want to make it not hurt people's brains not not tiny I, no no not well that too but um i i clicked that little uh drop down uh-huh. and i i filtered gotcha so i would filter the quantities the minimum quantity to a thousand and the maximum quantity to 49.99 yeah which uh you can do here and that was super easy oh got you got you got you so minimum is a thousand is that right yep and that gets you close yeah but, but i mean even here so basically the the discount is on all this blue stuff right here yep exactly okay. yep yeah everything here device encryption email mobile and endpoint advanced so uh again to recap central with the promo that we're, we're talking about here at the 1000 user band you're looking at a dollar 50 for endpoint a dollar 22 for intercept x 84 cents for the device encryption Standard, I wouldn't recommend. It's kind of going away. It's just basic AV. It's probably a bit and for, of time. for 30 cents more, I mean. Yeah. And central email is that reflection style email, cloud-based email product for spam protection. And then mobile, which is true EMM for $2.37. Um, so anything else? So like the, the fish threat? Mm-hmm. That, is, that is not the $1 price because that's not yellow. Or that's yellow, not blue. Correct. That's correct. the that's the minimum quantity one at that point. Uh, right. So yeah, correct. Unless we talk about band jumping, uh, which we're going to do offline. Yeah, and yeah, um, and and someone did ask a question. How do you mass remove Sophos from a client? I mean, not that we would ever want to do that, but you know, just in case. Yeah, so essentially there is no uh, uninstaller from uh, Sophos Central Admin Dashboard. It is something that they are looking into. Uh, so yeah, you either have to manually remove it. Uh, I would probably recommend scripting. Most of us have scripting tools. That, that was going to be my question. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt. Is there, there is a way to script it. And yeah, is, it like a, is it like a single line, just type this into the... Uh, uh, command prompt or PowerShell, and this will take care of it for you kind of thing? Yep. Uh, so the uh, KB that I posted in there is a single line to remove it, and then if it's a broken installer, as long as you have tamper protection uh, disabled on the machine uh, and you need to get every single component off, it actually has everything already written out for you, uh, drop into a script, and it'll actually go through individually to remove everything. But yes, there is a one uninstaller uh, EXE that you can run through there to uninstall everything. And if you're using ConnectWise, just download the latest uh, Sophos Central add-on and run the uninstaller script. You know, this this looks really easy. Steve, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Like, really, it's it's super. You just run this one thing, uninstall cli.exe, and it, and it just does it. Just goes, yep. And, uh, yeah. That's... And, and okay, so I see it's uninstalling Hitman Pro. I forgot you guys own that. Yeah, so uh, part of those integrations, we acquired a company called uh, Surfrite back in 2014. Uh, 
they had a great little product called uh, Hitman Pro Dot Alert uh, and Hitman Pro, which is now our Sophos Clean. Uh, they don't really resemble the products that they were back then. Um, but yeah, that's where we did acquire the anti-exploit technique and the beginnings of the, uh, the clean technique. Um, and I think right now is a really good time for us to all just take a moment and pick on Errol, okay? Errol said, you know, you, you know, to get all of the SOFO suite per user, it's like six ninety nine at the 1000 price band. And he said Intune is only $5 for Microsoft. Um, and, and he said that, you know, Intune will centrally manage all of your Windows Defender endpoints with reporting and it can lock the whole computer down and all this other good stuff. And I think we just need to remind him that we're talking about a real antivirus and security product right now, not, not a not a Windows Defender one. So, you know, if you want to save yourself $2, you you can get an inferior product. You know, it's absolutely it's absolutely true. In fact, I encourage you to do that. Do we have any other uh, MSPs in the Chicago region that can take over Errol's clients? <laughs> Errol, Errol's a member and and we pick on each other a lot. I pick on him almost every webinar because he brings up this Intune nonsense. No, and, and you know what though, it's it's all of it's very valid and and um, you know there there are a lot of arguably different ways to accomplish similar things. Um, I just uh, find at least with my partner base, they like just the the established company with with Sophos not that Microsoft's not an established company but for the specifically for the security space and um and then everything bringing bring it together into the dashboard being able to consolidate and then having the, the products work with each other that's really where we see are the draw from partners and can you do it in other ways and accomplish a lot of similar things probably absolutely um but everyone's got their the tools they like and um, we feel like if you give ours a shot um, to use it in, in especially in, in real environments that uh, that it'll shine above those. Because I don't really see Intune out there in the wild with my with my other partner base. Like it's not something that I run into as a competing product. I wouldn't think so. Someone else, someone asked Errol, how's that Intune XG UTM product? <laughs> yeah. Or, Poor Earl, you know, you, you, you opened the door for that one, my friend. Which is also a good segue. Um, because <laughs> I, do, I do want to talk about the firewalls and kind of how it works from a licensing standpoint and how easy that is too, because this is another very attractive thing about the program. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, you can license them monthly, pay as you go, but you got to buy the hardware up front. So the initial thing that you would need to do, obviously, would be to size the right firewall. Uh, we do have this nice sizing guide here that I can bring up and show you here's a you know actual pictures of the appliances but every appliance is the same under the hood from a feature standpoint no feature differences from the smallest to the largest absolutely read through this document to understand kind of what are your power users versus regular users this is absolutely an oversimplification but it's good for you know audiences like this where I can really go quickly and say hey I've got a small organization, an SMB customer with, say, 15 people, 15 users. Um, I want them to be running the next generation firewall functionality. Which firewall do I want to look at? Well, 
of course, you want to take into consideration power users versus non-power users. I'll let you guys read through the guide on that. But if I'm running Enterprise Guard here, which is our next generation firewall functionality, you can see if I've got roughly 15 users or so, I'd be right here in the one XG115 model. Would it be better for me to updo, you know, overdo it a little bit to the XG125? Yes, absolutely. The you know oversizing is always better, obviously, in the firewall world. So let's go with the 125. How do I get that? How do I get it into working order? Well, first thing I do is I go back to my pricing sheet here. I go to the appliances section and I find that firewall. The one series just got a new rev. So that XG125 rev three, the SKU is right there. I ordered that through my distributor, Ingram Micro, Lifeboat Distribution, DNH, or Chartech. Okay, and so we've got that one to it. We know that it's $795 MSRP. And we know because we're silver partners, we're essentially buying this as a reseller, that my discount's gonna be anywhere between 20 and 40% depending on volume and my partner level. When I say volume, I mean you can get dual registration on this, but not at $795. That MSRP is too low for dual registration. Deal registration is actually going to get you 40% discount off of that MSRP, but it has to be $5,000 or more MSRP. So what do I do? I buy more firewalls and I register that deal under my company name. I own those firewalls. I place them at my customers. One or two may sit on a shelf for a period of time, um, but that's fine. You know, spares and things are always great to have. So um, in other words, can you buy onesies, twosies? Yes, absolutely. Um, if you're a silver partner, that's 20% discount off of MSRP. If you're a gold partner, that's 25%. If you're a platinum partner, it's 30. But $5,000 worth of, of MSRP gets you 40% off. Um, so take that into consideration. Uh, if I now, now I want to figure out how I'm going to license it and what that's going to cost me. So I'll jump back over to my SKU tab. And let's just say that we're just starting off and we've got only got our first one, one to, to 20 something devices. So we're not, we haven't reached the 25th firewall yet. So that means we're going to find that 125 enterprise guard from one to 24 devices, not one to 24 devices behind it, one to 24 XG firewall devices in my fleet, roughly $22 a month. All right. So I paid, 500 bucks or so, I don't know what it comes out to be after 40%. So $795 minus 40% on the, um, for the actual bare bones hardware, $22 a month to license it for as long as I want to license it. That's reasonable. Yeah. And there, uh, so I, I was going to, to uh, Earl, what do you use, like firewall.com or something like that? And that I was able to get some really good, helpful information as to like, you know, how how many users should I expect to put on this device and that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Firewalls.com is great for that. Don't ever buy a firewall from as a partner from firewalls.com, however, because on paper they will be the partner and the only entity that can manage them without a license transfer, which is very, very annoying. So don't ever do that. Carol, um, don't do that. Yeah. But yeah, they do. They they are a high volume, you know, e e shop. So it's uh, um, they they do have some good documents out there on usage user stuff. Very cool. Yep. 
Um, now licensing it is going to be very easy. So we have the firewall. We registered that firewall. Now we can jump back into our partner dashboard, go to our firewall section, find the serial number of that firewall, pull the drop down, and give it its license. Here are the options, Enterprise Guard, Full Guard, Full Guard Plus, or Enterprise Guard Plus, or none. That creates an order in our system that produces a license file to you. You put that license file on the, on the firewall and the lights come on and, and, you, and you get all the features of Full Guard or whatever you have licensed on there. And if everyone's interested in, in the, the feature matrix, it's gonna tell you what is Full Guard versus Enterprise Guard, Enterprise Guard Plus, et cetera. We have that for you here as well. This is my handy dandy kind of feature matrix. And it goes above this uh, on the document, it goes into higher detail on what each one of these things really does. Um, but Enterprise Guard is going to be probably your go-to. That's, the, again, the, the one that I see the, the most out there. It's IDS, it's IPS, it's traffic shaping, quality of service control, WAN link balancing and failover. All your VPN options are included, even in the base license there. Um, you've got content filtering, gateway AV, layer 7 application awareness, everything included in Enterprise Guard. Now, um, we, we have like just a couple minutes left. Yeah. Um, all right. So you said 40%. So standard, we, we just got signed up. We're a partner. We're, we're flex. Mm -hmm. We get 40% off MSRP through DISTI. That's correct. On just the hardware side, the, the monthly right. licensing is all is what it is, right? Okay. So Dave just said 20%. 20, uh, so sorry, so 20% would be your standard discount if you're a silver partner, correct. But okay. you can piece together enough product to, to get that dollar amount up to, to $5,000 MSRP, you get 40% off that whole order. That was the 5,000, okay. Yeah. So if, if an individual order is 5,000 MSRP or more, yep. then we get 40% off. So we get an extra 20% for buying extra stuff. Absolutely. You have to register that deal. So we don't know, you know, it's not going to happen automatically. You just have to go into your, your uh, partner portal and do a deal reg in the, in the partner portal. Very easy to do. And instead of registering an actual customer, so the customer, there's not going to be really any customer of, of anything. You're going to be the customer that you're registering. Perfect. Now, with that said, um, firewalls.com is selling it at MSRP. So Correct. it would be really foolish for somebody, <clears throat> Errol, to, uh, to be ordering these firewalls from firewalls.com instead of going to Ingram Micro, even if the, the Sophos MSP firewall manager lets you put that firewall in that you ordered from a different partner. Uh, because you're, you're spending too much money. You're spending money you don't need to be spending by buying it from them instead of through Disty. Maybe maybe they figured out that problem, um, but yeah, to my knowledge, they're not a distributor; they're a partner. So when they buy from us, they're getting they're getting that discount, and um, and then on record, they are the partner; you are the customer. So, oh, okay. So he's saying that the clients want to buy it online, not through him. Uh, so the client is buying it from Firewalls.com, but then he's providing the license for the the oh. monthly Enterprise Guard Plus on that. Oh, bad, bad idea. I agree. I, I don't disagree. Travis doesn't see a penny of that. <laughs> this is all this is all Errol's fault is really what we're getting down to. Yeah. No, um, more importantly, though, um, yeah, you're not seeing a penny of that, right? So you could be definitely right. 
absolutely getting a margin there and, and um, having that as a, a managed firewall. So um, I cannot believe we've been doing this for, for just under two hours. Um, we do have to call it, my friend. Yeah. Um, it's been fun. Do you have any, any final words of wisdom for us? Uh, no, sign up. Uh, Selfless.com forward slash MSP. And um, wherever you are in the world, country, whatever, we'll um, find that and, and get in touch with you um, and mention that uh, you, you, know, you found us here and we'll get that, those bands jumped accordingly and, um, and get, you, get you rolling. And our, our goal is, as a channel-only organization, and my goal personally for all my partners is to get you fully up to speed on everything so that you don't need us anymore. Meanwhile, we have more than too many resources here for you as well. Very cool. And um, I am going to reach out to you and see if we can do anything for the XGs or the fish threat um, for MSP webinars as a whole, mm -hmm. just because I would love to get everybody on like a full SOFO stack. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep trying to beat you up and, and see what I can do for everyone. Right, yeah. We'll, we'll, but, we'll get people involved that can uh, yeah. take a look at and what that would look like, but yeah do it very cool thank you so much travis uh thank you for doing this thank you for being here have you been looking for a way to stay focused on your goals and grow your msp accountability groups from rocket msp can help we offer weekly accountability sessions that meet online with a group of your peers your success begins with accountability go to www.rocketmsp.io to join your accountability group today